You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Welcome to episode two of Teach Better Talk. I'm Ray Hewart, and as always, I'm with the wonderful Jeff Gargis. We have so much in store for this episode, talking to a fabulous educator, but before we get to that, Jeff, how are you doing? Ray, I'm doing fantastic. I'm so super excited. We're at episode number two. We got one under our belt. Now we're on the number two. We're just going to plug away, get more and more awesome educators on here, and today... We are super, super excited to have Ryan Sheehy on here, who is a, a principal and then an amazing author um, of the book, Be the One for the Kids. You can find that hashtag, Be the One. Um, Ryan, super, super excited to have you on. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day and chatting with us. We really, really appreciate it. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's kind of it's a crazy time in my house. I got four kiddos in. <laughs> we're actually we're actually heading off to France in a couple of days. Whoa! Ooh. So that's uh, we're pretty excited to get out of uh, out of town and kind of decompress and enjoy some family time. So as you can imagine, um, my wife packed up packed for my daughter, and she looks at me. And she said, "You have the three boys. You got to pack them up." And I said, "Oh no!" <laughs> oh. But uh, no, I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Appreciate you guys. Uh, having me on tonight. Yeah. So Ryan, Jeff gave like a really short introduction on you, but how do you describe what you do when someone asks you? Yeah. So I kind of, I, I like to say that I got started my education career um, the day I was born. Um, you know, I'm the second oldest of eight kids and grew up in San Diego uh, before moving up to the San Francisco Bay area. Um, I attended public school, private school, and it was even homeschooled as a kid. And I felt like that, that kind of gave me a, a very diverse background in education that shaped me into the person I am today. Um, I was lucky enough to find a job the day my degree posted in, from college. And I started without going through a teacher credential program. I kind of was just thrown in there. I was an elementary physical education teacher traveling to six different school sites per week. Um, anywhere from 90 to 120 kids at a time. And, you know, it was kind of a trial by fire. And it was one of those things that it lit ignited my passion for education, my passion for kids. Um, I did that for a couple of years before heading off into middle school, taught at middle school for a while. And then I decided it was time to change districts. Um, I changed districts and being a, a PE guy kind of in California, it's, they, they put you at some multiple sites in the elementary level. So I was at two different sites uh, of elementary and then also a high school. So I finished off my day every day teaching six, uh, six period to uh, ninth grade high school students. And that was uh, polar opposite, you know, kindergartners in the morning and high schoolers in the afternoon. And it was, it was an awesome time. I've been able to teach, um, through really high socioeconomic, uh, students and really low socioeconomic students and everything in between. And I feel like I've kind of been able to see it all and I have a pretty diverse education background. Um, I did that for, um, about 11 years. And then I decided, Hey, you know what? I want to, I want to take it in take my education experience and take it to the next level. And I applied and um, was appointed vice principal of a high school back in my original district. Um, and I did that for two years before um, throwing my hat into the ring to become an elementary principal, which I'm um, entering my third year as elementary principal of Highlands Elementary School in the Mount Diablo School District, um, where I absolutely love my job. I get to Aww. 
I get up every day and um, with a smile on my face and get to get to go off to work. And like I said before, I have four kids. Um, they're they're kind of my motivation for everything I do uh, between them and my wife. And it's a unique opportunity because my oldest is going into middle school. And so, and the rest of them will be in elementary school this next year. My yet in the kindergarten. So I feel like I'm right in the thick of things with my parents and my community, which I think offer lends me a, a cool perspective mm -hmm. on what they're going through and kind of what we're doing in school on a daily basis, and be able to build those connections. Um, so yeah, that's kind of kind of who I am as a, in a nutshell. I'm a I'm just a normal guy that um, with a diverse education background that really led me to no, wanting to do more. And I've kind of made it my life purpose um, now is to make sure that every educator knows that their impact, um, knows that they have the power to change the life of a child and all they need to do is unleash that power. And so, like I said, working at so many different schools, I noticed one thing was in common um, between all those schools. And that was when I would sit in the staff room, being an itinerant on a, on a staff was kind of different, you know, being at six different schools in a week, I would kind of be that person off in the corner, eating my lunch, just kind of taking in what was going on in the room, not necessarily engaged in all the conversations because I was only there one day a week and not every day of the same or every week, the same day. Um, but I was sitting there, I'd listen and I, I, I'm one that takes in all the time. I'm always listening and always kind of just processing things that I'm hearing. And what I got was teachers, and educators were afraid of doing something different from what their grade level was doing or what their friends were doing. And I knew we need to do something different. And that's where I got the idea for Be The One For Kids. Um, I started off as a blog and you know, started writing just down different thoughts and um, stories from my journey as an educator. And it started to resonate with people. And um, soon it became a book. And now, it, now it's a movement across the nation and just really hoping that every educator knows that they have that power and I can be a part of unleashing it. Wow, I, I love every every single thing you just said. I'm just like, we can just stop right now. I think we're good. That was amazing. Um, <laughs> Thank I, you. I was at, no, really, truly an awesome journey. Uh, thanks for sharing so much of that. I really, really appreciate that. Um, I, I, you sort of started to touch on it, but can you go just take us a little further into like how the book became what it is and how you got connected and, and putting that out? Yeah, no, for sure. So um, I'm pretty, I'm a connected educator. You know, which is was definitely helped. Um, you know, I'm pretty active on social media, on Twitter, and um, I have some friends that um, Adam Welcome, uh, one of the co-authors of Kids Deserve It, one of my really close friends. Um, so you know, that kind of helped um, with some inspiration on how to do things. And you know, one of the big tips that he gave me was, hey, start writing, just start writing, start blogging. So I start I start blogging, and um, you know, it started. I didn't know. I I it wasn't blogging for the purpose of a book. I was blogging for the purpose of sharing my uh, my message and my story. And quickly a message started to come. You know, it started to be born. I started ending every um, every blog post with be the one who inspires others or be the one who something, something, something. And quickly that gained traction. And I said, hey, wait a minute. I, I think I, I have something here that could help people other than just me. You know, I, at first I started writing for me. I started writing because I I felt like I had a story to share, and I wanted to get it down on paper um, for myself and also for my kids. You know, I, I look at I do everything for my kids, and um, I think it'd be it's a, kind of a nice piece to show them later on down the road when um, they have their own children, and you know, I have great grandchildren, and 
just kind of see what 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 who Ryan Sheehy was as an educator and start doing that. And quickly it became more than that. It became something for other people. And um, you know, as soon as I hit about twenty five thousand readers, I said, Hey, you know what? I think I it's been a dream of mine to write a book. Um, let me see if I can go ahead and pitch that. And so I was able to uh, contact contact Dave and Shelley Burgess and you know, um, submitted my proposal to them. And after a couple months of uh, scrutinizing, waiting, you know, it's it's hard to wait. I'm I'm an intense guy. I like <laughs> I like I'm like go go go, um, fast fast fast. I, I like to get things done quickly. Um, I waited and I I was patient and um, very fortunate uh, that they believed in believed in my message, and they were able to offer me a book contract. And um, from there, we released in March March nineteenth. Um, we released Be the One for Kids and. Uh, it's been an awesome ride. It's been it's been amazing. I've been able to share my book. Um, I'm going out this summer um, to quite a few places, doing keynotes and just sharing my message with people, and um, absolutely in love with it. And it's given me just more a, a bigger fire for education. I would say, you know, I, I've always had that passion, but this this just ignites it even more. You know, I walk away uplifted. And on fire to come back to my school site, to come back to my house, and just share with others everything we're doing. Yeah, I have to say, Ryan, I've personally read your book, and I just loved the message. It was so uplifting. There were so many good snippets that you could take away and go think about right immediately for the classroom. It was phenomenal. So I was so excited that to have you on for our second episode because I saw right on your social media when you released that book, it was like, oh my goodness, that's a must read. So <laughs> pushed out a lot of information about that. I know people have been liking it and lots of good stuff coming from that. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's a, it's a quick read, you know, and I'm not a, um, I'm someone that, like I said, I, I like to get my information out there. It's not, it's not extremely long, but I hope that the messages really resonate with everyone. And, you know, it's, it's really myself opening my soul onto the pages. You know, I talk about some, some very personal things in the in the book, and um, it's really just kind of who I am as an individual, and um, I appreciate it. Well, you know, it's it's as summer ends and we get back into the school swing of things. You know, this is truly not to pitch it, but like this is the perfect book to read right before school starts. You know, get get in the swing of things, get your energy flowing, and and then run full force. So excited absolutely awesome, thank you. And, and it is it's a good read it's a quick read but it's 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 a solid read um and we will of course have that in the show notes um over at teachbetter.com so you'll be able to get that click click right through to it um so i want to take that so so lots of lots of uh, a long uh experience right a long career that you've had in a lot of different areas you talked all about the you know the different uh types of uh positions you've had and the different types of students you've worked with and then now with this book and blogging and everything that you have going on I, I want to talk to you about, about a failure. So I've always said that I've been fortunate enough to fail a whole lot in my, my time because I learned a long time ago I flipped failure to become an opportunity for me to learn and to grow. So can you, can you take us to a time where, where you had a failure, um, where, where it kind of hit you, to kind of take us there with you, like how did it make you feel, and then tell us about how you overcame that failure and then what did you learn from it? Uh, that's funny that you we're talking about failure. That's actually <laughs> kind of how I started. Um, I kicked off my school year two years ago with um, with kind of that message with my students and my staff about failing harder, fail harder. Mm -hmm. I had a there was a video that I show in my keynote and um, it talks about you know how 
every every failure is the opportunity to learn and to grow. And I uh, showed the showed the video to my staff, showed the video to my school, and still I have uh, first grade students, second grade students come up to me, Mr. Sheehy, good job, you failed today. Fail harder next time though. You know, take take those leaps, those opportunities. So, um, yeah. So failing as an educator, you know, I feel like it's just part of the part of the gig. Um, you know, I think if, if we're not taking those opportunities, um, those those chances then we're not doing our job as an educator. So one of the big areas, um, or one of the times that I've failed um, as, an ed- as an educator is, is advocating for, um, for students. You know, I have a, I, I'm thinking of a student in, in, in my mind right now that needed something different. What our traditional system wasn't working for him. He needed um, some individualized uh, programming for just him and for me, I, I couldn't advocate it enough to the people above me to make it happen. And that hurts. And that's what gets to me. That's what keeps me up at night. Because I want to see every single one of my students succeed at my site, at my school, in my community. And for me to see this kid suffer with his academics because we couldn't accommodate his needs because it wasn't in the system of, of education that we've created. So. For me, what it taught me was that I need to do a better job of advocating 10 steps ahead and looking for the future and looking at the future. Because right now, we have an education system that is very you know, set in its ways, and we have a hard time deviating from that system. And not all our kids are the same. You know, my wife and I, we, we, we joke about it. You know, our first kid, he comes out A. Our second, our second born is, is B. So then we're like, okay, the next one, uh, it's going to be an A or B. She comes out C, and you know, and the fourth one, he's D, or he might even be, he might even be F down the line, you know. So every kid is different, and we really need to be able to have that flexibility in our education system to meet those needs. And um, like I said, it's been one of those things that has eaten at me personally because I want to do my best to ensure that every child is getting the best education, the best experience as they go through my school. I want them when they leave to be on fire for education and and have that thirst to continue to learn. And when we can't make that happen, that's a failure for me. Mm, That's a good one. So now let's flip it. Tell us about a success. Big or small, doesn't have to be crazy, but tell us what happened. Why was it a success for you? What What did you take away from it? What did it do for you? So a couple things. Couple. I'll give you a couple stories. So, um, one of my very first um, teaching job, one of the schools was a super low socioeconomic school that backed up to a park. And Eddie was uh, Eddie was a fourth grade student and um, a, a Hispanic kid who was kind of on that borderline. Um, you know, would come out to class. You know, he would. He'd behave some days, some days kind of just off the wall, kind of doing his own thing. And I remember after school one day standing out on the blacktop and just looking at the park. And there were a whole bunch of um, high school, older high school, maybe younger younger adults out of high school, um, people standing over there. And I kind of looked over to one of the teachers and I said, what's that? Well, that's, that's one of the local gangs. They're here to recruit our kids. And, I, and I'm kind of like, here I am. 21-year-old 20 guy who his eyes have not seen that before, 
And now my eyes are opening to that, like what the heck is going on, kind of shocked. And I looked at that, I looked at Eddie and kind of, he went out, he walked over and he had some engaging, he engaged with some conversation with them. And I said, I gotta do something about this. This is not okay with me. And I knew then that relationships was gonna be the way to make it happen. And so I built a relationship with Eddie. He loves soccer. Um, so uh, we ended up playing soccer every day that I was there. Every day at recess, every day at lunch, we were playing soccer. And quickly that became every week. As soon as I pulled in in the morning, Eddie came running. Eddie, Eddie introduced me to his sister and, and, her, um, and his brother. And now we had that relationship going. And quickly I, I met Eddie's parents and you know, we, we wrapped that support around him. And I remember fifth grade year, the end of the fifth grade year, a couple weeks before the end of the year, he said, hey, uh, Mr. She, I, I love to play soccer and I want to continue doing it, but I don't have a soccer ball at home. My parents can't afford one. I said, hey, no problem. I'll get you one. Don't worry about it. So I got him a soccer ball, and then as soon as I gave him that soccer ball, he looked at me and said, Mr. Shee, will you do one more thing? I said, absolutely. What's up? He's all, will you sign my soccer ball? Will you give me your autograph? <laughs> and I was like, I was overcoming with emotion, and I was just, you know, to me, to be able to make that impact was mm -hmm. huge. So obviously I signed it and gave it to him, and, um, you know, it's funny. The next year, his dad actually, they, they moved into a different area of the city, to give him a better opportunity, you know, mm -hmm. and I still still run into them at Costco all the time, and <laughs> mom and dad come running out, give me hugs, and you know, and it's one of those things that just that relationship has helped help that. Now, was I the reason, the only reason that he didn't go join a gang, go down that path? I don't know, but was I a part of it? Absolutely, and that's because I built that relationship. Another another big um, success around relationships for me was um, as a vice principal of a high school. Um, you know, we, we dealt with a lot of discipline and a lot of situations where kids weren't at their best, you know, um, I know for me anyway, that's why I was in charge of discipline. And I remember one day walking down the corridor in our office back towards our student service section and I'm hearing this yelling and screaming and I, I round the corner and there's this, a female student, it's about a sophomore that was just, had just been in a fight to, you know, that she was nails had scratched her face, was bloody and just yelling and screaming. And so I got her into my office and I just sat her down. And I said, you know, just calm down and I'll come back. And I just stepped right outside, closed the door, gave her, some, gave her a moment. And I came back in and I sat down and we started talking. And I said, just tell me your story. Tell me who you are. Tell me what's going on. And she opened up and she started telling me her story. And she was, she was dealt a deck of cards that was way less fortunate than mine but we were going to play that card. We were going to play those cards. And you know, it, she, she was, she came from an abusive home. Her dad, her dad died um, at an early age and her stepfather was abusive and he got sent to jail and she got put into foster care. And so here was this girl that hadn't had many positive experiences in her life. She'd bounced, bounced from foster home to foster home. And I sat down and I just really wanted to build that connection with her. Her and I chatted for quite a bit that day, and the next day, she came back. And the next day, she came back. And for the next two years, every single morning, everybody knew where to find her. She came in, sat in my office, and we talked. And that's how we started the day. Now, she still had bad days, but she knew when she had those bad days, she knew she had somebody to come and talk to. And we were able to build that relationship, and she, one of the things that was kind of the school resource officer um, or police officer on campus, 
he kind of came in with me on some of the things and you know she was she said one of the things i've never i've never gone out to dinner for, for my birthday and we said well that's going to change for the next two years while you're here every year on your birthday you're going out to lunch with us and so we took her out to lunch and just you know treated her like like she was worth something which she hadn't had and that's too often what our kids need is somebody just to say hey you know what you're worth something i believe in you and i believed in her and you know, she um, she got offered a couple ways to get out of school to go to an alternative ed and get done with less credits because she's in our foster youth program. And she said, "No, I want to do it just like everybody else." And I was extremely proud of her. She graduated high school and is now going to college to um, become a she wants to become a judge to help other foster wow. kids like. And that's one of those things. That's a huge success. And that that, that happened because I because I was willing to have the conversation. And I think that's the piece that too often we overlook. It, it takes time. Yes, it does take time. But that's why we're here. That's why we're put on this earth to make a difference. Take the time for these kids and, and anything is possible. So many things that I got from that, that was so meaningful. I, I really wanted my next question to ask you about what you were excited about for education. And, and to be honest, I was thinking about what I was excited about. And initially, I was so you know, inspired by your connection of being a parent with elementary school students and how you're also a principal of an elementary school and, and how that relationship with your parents is so important. And I was going to connect with you on that being like, wow, I love this focus on engaging stakeholders and your parents. But then you just touched on the whole important concept of like teaching the whole student, right? Like whether mm -hmm. it be an elementary school student, a middle school or high school student, like your stories really ensuring they're not just teaching curriculum, but you're teaching everything about students. So now that I've totally like oogled at these two <laughs> huge things that I'm so passionate about, can I ask you, like, what are you most excited about that's going on in education and what you do? So, you know, I think one of the things I'm really excited about the work that we're doing at my school, particularly, um, you know, I think we're, we're digging in and making sure that we're providing our students exactly what they need. Um, you know, taking, I took over my school and um, two years ago, two and a half years ago, and culture was down. Um, I was following somebody that wasn't liked and doors were closed. You know, people kind of sunk into their shells and just were doing what they had to do. And I remember interviewing for the position and I, I said, hey, I'm a culture guy. I said, I was a physical education teacher and I, I have curriculum in that, but I didn't have the curriculum, the math and English pieces, but I could get there. But I got culture and I could build a school full of culture with a positive, positive school culture where a lot of great things can happen. And now I'm excited because I, I get so excited to talk about instruction. I get so excited to talk about instruction, curriculum, and then tying that in with how we can meet the needs of all students. So I think one of the things, the big things that I'm excited about in education as a whole is that we're coming back to realize that, hey, you know what? Relationships do matter. Mm -hmm. And we do need to make that an integral, integral part of what we do on a daily basis, you know? Do our kids need to know all this content or do they need to be able to collaborate together? Do they need to be able to have these different outlets? It's a, it's a fine mix of both, you know? And I think that we're starting to realize that again. I know that I, I made some personal choices in my career to leave a, leave a school district that was very academic driven, you know, all academics. They weren't willing to sit down and really work on those relationships. And we're going to see the, we're going to pay the price on that eventually. We need to make sure that we're educating the entire child. 
And the entire, when I say entire child, that means elementary, middle school, and high school. And that's why I try to tell stories from each of the levels because it's not only an elementary thing. You know, we, we too often, we, we, um, talking with educators, it's always that, that gooey, um, elementary is that gooey time of, of school, you know, and high school, that's where all the academics happen. Well, I'll tell you right now, I, I'll, I can tell you more. I remember more of things that happened in high school on how teachers treated me than what they taught me in content. And I think that's the big piece to move on. Now, do I have that content packed in there in the back of my mind? Absolutely. But we need to be able to, if we can teach them and engage them and show them that we care, the kids are going to want to learn. They're going to, they're going to come out of their shells to learn with that. So I'm extremely excited about the, um, about the relationships piece is coming back, um, back into education and just doing that work and making sure that everybody understands the place for it. Ray, I am most excited about having Ryan Sheehy on our podcast. That's what I'm excited Ryan? about right now. Absolute Hello. gold. I'm loving it, Ryan. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Thank I'm going I'm I'm to turn it up a little bit for you here. We're going to do the next six okay. questions, 15 seconds or less. Are you ready? Uh, sounds good. All right, here we go. What is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Oh, I'll give you three. Uh, <laughs> Boxer for myself and Touchcaster in mind for my school. Gotcha. Love it. Uh, what book are you reading right now? What School Could Be by Ted uh, Dindersmith. Awesome. Good one. Uh, who do we need to follow on Twitter today? I'm sure you're following him, but uh, the man, the myth, and the legend, Dave Burgess. Tons of great things coming out of uh, Dave Burgess Consulting, so Dave Burgess is a must. Yes, absolutely agree with that. What is the uh, best YouTube channel for educators to get hooked on? You know, my big thing, I, I go on YouTube and I watch TED Talks for education. Mm. So that was kind of my big thing of uh, how I was going to grow as an educator. Awesome. And give me one either daily, weekly, or monthly routine that you think every teacher should get into. Um, connecting with students um, about things outside of the classroom, you know, having those conversations and don't all, always c connect with the curriculum, but outside. And I also think that every educator should be active on social media and never stop learning. Oh, love those. Perfect. And just to be able to learn. And lastly, what's, what's the best piece of uh, advice that you've ever received? Relationships, relationships, relationships. Boom. He um, totally met the time limit. Ryan. He nailed that. He, he nailed that. that. Yeah, I think we were like 13 seconds or less, and that was awesome. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a taskmaster. I got to get down. <laughs> you, know, you guys gave me that goal. So I, I love it. I could have I talked 15 minutes about each, but you know, I, I brought it down for you guys. Yeah, Ryan, you got a mastery on that. Good for you. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I love that um, that you were able to do that so quick like that because you, you, you're really good at getting into that detail and getting deep, which I've loved so much during this entire episode. So I love that I was able to flip that and you just rocked it like that too. So Thank Well you. done, sir. Thank you. All right, guys. I hate to say it, but I have one final question. Are we ready for this one? Uh, you let Let's do Probably it. Probably the most important. How can people connect with you, Ryan? What is the way that people can continue learning from you outside of this podcast can, can keep the conversation going. Yeah, no, for sure. So one of my big things that I say is life is a team sport and education is a team sport and I'm on your team. So feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at SheheRW, um, S-H-E-E-H-Y-R-W. Um, my website is RyanSheehe.us. Um, Facebook, Ryan Sheehe, YouTube channel. You can search me, Ryan Sheehe. You can check out my book, Be the One for Kids. Um, Boxer, 
I, I'm on. I'm pretty active on Voxer um, at SheHeRW as well. But like I said, I'm on your team. I'd love to for you to connect with me, and we can grow together as an educator. I love it, and that wraps up episode number two of Teach Better Talk. Ryan, seriously, thank you so much for spending some time with us and just bearing it all, like your soul with us and sharing so much with us. We truly, truly appreciate it. Absolutely. It was an honor. And uh, I really appreciate being guest number two. Yes. And, just, and I just want to make sure every listener knows you have the power to change the life of a child. And today is the day to unleash that power. Oh, the, good, the awesomeness just keeps coming, man. I love it. You guys can find all the links and the resources that we've mentioned in this episode over at teachbetter.com, as well as those really important links for connecting with Ryan. So don't be uh, be afraid. Don't don't wait. Head on over to teachbetter.com to get that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes. Um, and if you can give us a rate, rating and a review, we'd appreciate that. And until next time, guys, let's get out there and let's teach better. Awesome. <laughs>